I pride myself on my knowledge of basketball, my 30 plus years of covering this league. I got no idea, simply no idea how this Utah Jazz team has become this good. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the scorching hot Utah Jazz. On today's show, I'm going to try to figure it out, or at least I'm going to explain what's happening. But I got no idea. I never saw this coming. I had no vision that they'd be this good. They just kicked this out of the Denver Nuggets last night. I mean, top to bottom, the whole way. We'll break it down. What changed since Will Hardy put the line in the sand? What changed since Simone went in the starting lineup and Keontae went out with the injury? What changed since Chris Dunn started? Holy, what is going on? We'll look at all of it. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Jazz NBA insider. Started covering the league in 1992. Freaking old. Got 32 years of doing this crap. I got no idea. I, I really, I must have turned to Ron Boone like 10 times last night and said, what is going on? This is your daily podcast in the Utah Jazz. We try to give you insight, expertise, geeky numbers. We try to make it way better to be a Jazz fan. I Hopefully we're doing that. Hopefully we give you some insight. Hopefully give you some expertise. But I'm not claiming any of it right now. This, this performance right now is foundation shaking to like some of the things. I mean, I got some ideas, but not, holy cow. We are free and available on all podcasting apps. We are available on YouTube. Please subscribe and follow. And on YouTube, hit that bell button. And also, I never say this, hit the likes. Hit the likes. It pushes the algorithm. It gets other people to watch. It gets more jazz fans involved. It helps your life because then if we're actually any good at this, then when you go to the office and talk to people, they're not idiots about the team. So please do that. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. And thank you to the everydayers who do everything uh, to make this show what it is. Here's the thing. Two things about this. One is it's not one thing, okay? Like those who want to say, well, it's Taylor going to the bench. It's not one thing. It is certainly the maximizing of using personnel. Give, and it's buy-in, okay? It's awesome. Let's just hit on that for a second. Let's enjoy that. But those are the three things I think we're going to see here. It's not one thing. I have done some research. It was hard to sleep last night. Man, I was geeked, fired up. Wow. We're on like four hours sleep right now. Who cares? Uh, It's not one thing. Will is maximizing personnel and the players have bought in. Okay, that's my take. I'll be honest. This collection of players, I thought could finish, maybe, you know, would finish 10th or 11th in the West. That's how I projected them. 
And maybe that's where they will finish after their start. But right now, they're just playing at so much of a higher level than that. And I don't mean to be flabbergasted as a sign of disrespect, but we weren't losing. We were getting whacked every night. Not every night, but right? We got blown out opening night against Sacramento. We got blown out the third night against Phoenix. Played pretty well in Denver. We lost in Minnesota by 28. We weren't competitive. We went to Chicago and got crushed. We lost by double digits in Indiana. We played pretty well against the two-game homestand against Phoenix, and then we went down to L.A. and lost by 32 in just a disastrous performance that led Will Hardy the next day when, when Thurl Bailey asked him in the press conference of, like, do you have a identity in this team? And Will Hardy literally said, like, no, but if you don't play hard and pass, like there was a moment in this stretch where somebody asked, like somebody had, they had a team meeting. It was like, who would lead it? Like there was just no connectivity. There, I li- I did shows where I think I said to you, like, I, I think I said this publicly. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I thought this, I literally would sit and practice and watch and be like, who's friends with, who spends time with, there was no connectivity. Colin alluded to, I bring this up because Colin alluded to it last night that they've just worked so hard having these team dinners and doing all these things and all these behind the scene things to, to bring the team together. Because honestly, this group, for whatever reason, last year, Kelly Olenek talked about last year that they just came together. Naturally, they just bonded and came together in this wild way. And then this year it was the opposite. It wasn't that they went this way is they, they just didn't have, there was no connectivity. It wasn't 15 cabs like they hated each other. It was they just didn't know each other or have any bonds or or were together or see. I don't think they saw the value of each other in each other's lives yet. But then also a lot of things had to happen. Frankly, Jordan had to get hurt. Keontae had to get hurt. Taylor had to get hurt. Like the injuries forced the hand and then things started to come together. So let's look at some of it. I mean, it's awesome. Last night, last night, Let's just talk about last night for a second. And, and we did on postcast, I but I don't expect all of you to listen to everything. Even every day, or I appreciate if you do. But Okay, so last night the Jazz led by double digits for 39 minutes and like 50 seconds. They led for 40 minutes of double digits. Jordan Clarkson hits a three with 347 left in the second quarter, and the Jazz are never down by less than 10. It never gets inside of 10 the entire rest of the game. The second half did not have a single possession in single digits. Against the NBA champion Denver Nuggets, who were at full health on two days rest, who under are used to the altitude. There were no, the Denver Nuggets have no excuses, right? Like this is a league of excuses. Going to Milwaukee, you smoke the crap out of the box. They're down 31. They don't have Dame Lillard. They're in a funky spot. Like, okay, you go to Philadelphia, they're missing three of their top five scorers and three starters. Okay. Last night? Nope. There's nothing. Like, I listened to Adam Morris, locked on Nuggets host. He just talked about how they had energy. It wasn't a single thing in that game for them to like. Not a single thing in that game for them to like. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's perfect analysis. Utah owned the entire game. There was no stretch last night. In Milwaukee, the Jazz go up 31, and Milwaukee owns the next 18 minutes of the game, and it's like, oh, dear God. 
Here they come. Only two teams in the history of the NBA have ever lost a 30-point lead at halftime, and we're about to be the third. There wasn't an ounce of that last night. Not an ounce. There was not more than a, there was never a stretch in the game where Denver owned the game. The Jazz owned the game from the, Jokic throws an incredible pass to open the game, and then from that moment on, the Jazz owned the game. Own it. We're by far the better team. Absolutely stunning. The Jazz went and beat Philadelphia, Milwaukee, in Denver. Okay, we got it. Philadelphia was a gift. We took it. Milwaukee, they're a mess. We'll see how they pull out of this. They play Boston tonight. They could be down 30 again if they're not careful. The Boston's played an awful lot of games recently. I think they even played last night. So I'm not sure why we have to have teams on a back-to-back on national television games. I'll never know. Just a side note. We seem to be able to avoid everything else. Why do we have to do that? Um. So Milwaukee might get Boston like because Boston played an overtime game last night, I think, against Milwaukee, against Minnesota. But last night was just a full-out whooping against the best team in the M- NBA. Denver's great. Denver's starters are plus 20 per 100 possessions. They were minus 20 last night in the game. Maybe minus 20, but it depends how you look at it. Their defensive rating of their starters, they're not a great defensive team, was still a 138. So what has happened here? And honestly, we're going to talk about it. I'll break it down. I'll give you the benchmark moments, and we'll talk about what's happened. And it's a collection of things. And then it's a belief. And then it's a willingness to collaborate and understand each other's value. And there are some like benchmark personnel changes that Will Hardy's made, and there's some offensive changes, and there's some ways that they're playing differently, and it's incredible work by the coaching staff, by the players, by everyone involved. It's really remarkable. And by the way, if you go back, like, for the everydayers, you know this. We did a show a little bit ago. Is this this sustainable? The general answer to is, like, sustainable was yes. Now, sustainable to me was 9 and 10 in the, or I think it was 9 and 11 in the next 20. Sure doesn't feel like we're going nine and twenty in the next one in that in that now. Jazz are nineteen and twenty, which is the exact same record they had at this point last year. Except for last year, at this point, they had lost seventeen of their last twenty six. This year, they've won nine of their last eleven. All right, there are three benchmark moments. There's the line in the sand by Will Hardy, November twenty second, in Portland. It's also beginning of Jordan kind of bouncing in and out of the lineup a little bit with injuries. And is Simone moving into the starting lineup? And that one starts on, actually, I'll have to fix that on November 23rd. The 22nd is the loss in Portland and the line in the sand by Will Hardy. And that's a game-changing moment for this franchise. He just fine. And I'll again, sharing like he did it. And I was concerned like, wow, that was a big moment for a young coach to basically say, like, if you don't freaking pass and you don't play hard, you don't play for me. And if you don't give it about the Utah jazz, you don't play. Like that was, that was, a that was ballsy. 
for a young coach in his 100th game of his career to throw that out there on a roster that, frankly, I didn't know was capable of winning games. That's the key thing is that Will, in some extent, was believing in these guys that they were capable of winning games. We'll talk about that moment. There's December 13th where Sexton moves into the starting lineup. Keontae gets hurt. And then there's December 21st where Chris Dunn moves into the starting lineup. And there's in the midst of all of this, we discontinue playing Walker Kessler and John Collins together. And those, to me, are the benchmark moments here of what's happened with the Utah Jazz. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down. We'll explain how good they've been in all this and try to understand the stunning turnaround for a team that lost by 50 to Dallas, that got run by L.A. We weren't crazy. They were, like, really bad. I did a show on what's your pain tolerance, and since then there's been none. It's insane. We're just getting started. This is Locked on Jazz, and this is crazy and awesome. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is just a great deal of fun. It is the number one daily fantasy sports platform in North America because it's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You can do two. You can do combo leagues, NFL and uh, NBA. You can go up against like Meek, rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz in community plays. And then the cool thing is they have injury reboot if you're worried about the injuries, which is always a bummer in daily fantasy sports. If your player does not play the second half, you get rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance policy. So have fun. Test your skills in basketball in the most exciting daily fantasy sports. You can turn $10 into $250 in just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple. You make your picks, you submit your entry in less than 60 seconds, quick, easy withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types are which. Prize Picks, the daily number one fantasy tool. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. It's all now at Prize Picks. And here's a special deal for you. With the promo code Locked on NBA, lower coast, lowercase locked on NBA, you get a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. It's prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen. I greatly appreciate you. I'm David Locke. Uh, thank you very much for the everydayers that are out here all the time. I don't have any idea. I'm flabbergasted. I, I mean that with the most uh, utmost respect to the players and the most utmost respect to what they've done as a group. Because the amount of buy-in, guys are basically, Lowry's playing 32 minutes a night, and then everybody else plays between 15 and 28, depending on who's hot and who matches up well. And that's an incredible commitment. It's a gutsy move by Will Hardy, and it's an incredible commitment from the players to be willing to do that. All right, here's some data points. Let's start with the line in the sand. The Jazz were 4-11 and 11 on the day of the line in the sand. 
They were the 17th ranked offense. They were 28th in the league defensively. And their point differential was minus seven, 26th in the NBA, 26th. So the only teams worse, San Antonio, Detroit, Charlotte. Nope, Charlotte was better than us. Detroit, Portland, Washington, San Antonio. What? Charlotte was better than we were at that point. Okay, since that day, we're 15 and 9. We've still lost a game by 50 points in this span, by the way. Our offense is ranked 22nd in the NBA. And our defense is ranked 15th. The defensive turnaround is stunning here. So some of this is also systems and personnel. So the Jazz defensive rating went from a 120.9 up to that day. And since then, the Jazz are 116.8. Now, it has not all been peaches and cream since that day, right? We go into, we beat New Orleans back-to-back. We go to Memphis and lose by 14. We go to Minnesota, get waxed. We come back, beat Portland, lose to the Mavericks by 50. Move to lose to the Clippers by 14 and lose to Oklahoma City by 14. I mean, that was a line in the sand day, but we proceeded to still lose five of our next eight games and all five by double digits. So then we play New York at home and we roll out the zone and Keontae gets hurt. Okay, so what's happened since then? Since then, we're 12 and 4. They are. No we here. This is all them. They're 12 and 4 since December 13th. That's the beginning of the zone, the changing up of the defenses. The offense is ranked 13th in the NBA in that time period. The defense, which was a 120.9 is now at that stretch a 116.4. We have the eighth best differential in the NBA. The only teams better are New Orleans, who's just been great recently, Boston, Clippers, Denver, Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, and New York. Come on. Come on. Be honest. Did you think there was any chance when they were 4-11 and or when they lost by 50 to Dallas or when they got run off the court in Oklahoma City and weren't competitive or when L.A. beat them by 30 that there was going to be a 16-game stretch where this team was 12-4 and and the eighth-best team in the NBA? Be honest, because I didn't. I'm honest. I didn't see it. I didn't see if Will Hardy suddenly played with personnel and moved this. I, I wasn't sitting there saying, and by the way, well, I just said you got to stop playing Taylor. You also told him to play Keontae. Keontae moving out of the starting lineup and not having a rookie point guard and having Chris Dunn as your point guard has been a huge part of this. He settles them. He's a veteran. They play wetter. And Keontae in the second unit looks way more comfortable. So let's, don't pull a muscle too much. You really want to say you thought we could be 12 and four, go for it. I love it. 
but it's crazy collection of stuff. And now let's go to December 21st. Since December 21st, which is when Chris Dunn moves into the starting lineup. So by the way, the New York game also is Colin Sexton moving into the starting lineup. Since then, the Jazz are nine and two. They have the seventh best or the fifth best differential in the NBA. It was a plus seven. And they're the eighth best offensive team and the 10th best defensive team. And the defense is now down to a 115.0. While defense offenses are getting better, their defense is getting better. Mind blowing. The only teams better in the last 11 games are New York, Boston, Oklahoma City, and Indiana. And the Jazz are basically tied. That's it. All right, so what's happened? One is you have the maximizing of the talent. And that is the rule of 240. If you listen to the show earlier this week, I talked about the rule of 240. Right now, the Jazz are rolling out 240 minutes of rotation basketball every night. Five positions, 48 minutes per. Each guy is Ochai Abashi, Simone Fontecchio, Chris Dunn last night into Jamal Murray playing great defense the whole night. Will Hardy specifically mentioned Ochai Abaji and Chris Dunn last night. Denver is not playing 240. Chris, Ch- Christian Brown got a lot of pub, but like the move from him being the ninth guy to the sixth guy is questionable. Reggie Jackson is probably an NBA rotation player, but quite honestly, like he got released by Detroit at one point. Peyton Watson is... Got a chance to be really good, but we'll see. DeAndre Jordan is playing eight minutes a night as their backup center because Zeke Najee's not good enough, and DeAndre Jordan was kind of in the cobwebs. Like, that's, depending how ruthless you want to be on this, they're playing somewhere in the range of 205 or 190 minutes of NBA rotation player basketball. The Jazz are pretty close to 240. Walker Kessler last night plays 15 minutes. Denver's offensive rating when Walker Kessler's on the floor last night was a 90. Offensive rating was a 90. This, so that's part of it. And then you have, and you have, an, and, and Will Hardy and the guys have bought in to a collective effort of doing this. So Chris Dunn has been game changing. And, Again, like I didn't see it because I didn't, I didn't see how Chris Dunn could do do this. Like, I, I, my bad. Like, I think you got to shoot. I think you got to be able to make threes. Chris is taking like his one three a night and he's making it. But he's defending. Colin Sexton, Chris Dunn, and and Simone Fontecchio play really hard. Play really hard. John Collins is playing really well. John Collins was really struggling. John Collins is having a really positive impact on this team right now. He had three assists last night. Lowry Markin had two assists last night. Lowry Markin went seven games without an assist this year. Let's not just give him a total pass all the time. If you go look at Lowry Markin's game log in this process, Lowry Markin literally went from... November 8th, he gets hurt on November 22nd. And in that seven-game stretch prior to that, Lowry had played 36 five minutes a night and had one assist in seven games. Since he's come back 
from his injury and he watched the ball move while he was out and they survived. They couldn't score, but they moved the ball. He's averaging three assists a game. Okay, that matters. Like, the injuries and him just, like, seeing what happened matters. John Collins is the same story. John Collins went from, I mean, I don't you could pick any stretch, frankly, but most notably, it was somewhat recently where John, like, had his minutes reduced and almost seemed like he was just going to fire every time in a seven-game stretch, John Collins was playing 24 minutes a night. You can do the math. He had one assist for seven games. Since then, one, three, two, two, one, three. He's not supposed to have a lot of assists. But having a few, having none is noticeable for both those guys. They're playing great. By the way, since Lowry's come back, that was the New Yorking. And he's missed two games since then. We've won them both. But that's 12-4 and four since Lowry came back. It's incredible. All right, let's keep talking about, keep looking at these things. I just got so excited, I forgot about stopping for a commercial. So we're going to do that and keep going as we continue on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by a Utah company called Jace Medical. This is a really interesting company that... Um, I think started largely out of the pandemics. The world's a little funky. Supply chains got screwed up. Uh, Climate change is impacting the world. Friends in the East Coast end up like five days without power. Um, And you, you know, when you don't have the supply chain, you can be without medicines or antibiotics or things you need and be able to get it. It's pretty unnerving feeling. So the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses every respiratory, UTI, skin infections, anything. And jacemedical.com, you complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at the fraction of a regular cost. And then you have the Jace case, and when things go wrong, you are prepared. Real life hits, and you have the security of feeling prepared. So it's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com to get your Jace case. And if you use the code locked on, you get $20 off your order. So that's Jace Medical. It's J-A-S-E, J-A-S-E, medical.com. And you get $20 off your first order. Make sure you prepared. You have the right to make sure you and your family are always prepared. So excited, I can hardly control the fundamentals of the show. It's Locked on Jazz. I'm David Locke. Locked on NBA will be interesting. I'm sure they'll be talking about it today. They do a 30-minute recap of all the things in the NBA. Patriots could be really interesting. Locked on Bama could be really interesting. Locked on Seahawks could be really interesting. Holy cow. It does remind me of when Jerry Sloan retired. Like, all in one big, huge, crazy thing. Um... Walker Kessler and John Collins were how the Jazz started the season together, and it didn't work. So up to November 25th, they played 12 games together, 114 minutes, and they were minus 32. It's not great. Um, It just didn't work. Since then or excuse me, over 
Overall for the year, they've played 20 games together. 220 minutes, they're minus 81. Since December 1st, they've only been on the floor for eight games together for 77 minutes. Brian Lowry was hurt. And they were, they're minus eight. Since December 13th, they've only played five games together. That's a month now. 35 minutes, and they're actually plus 12, which is interesting. It also says that Will hasn't abandoned it, but he's only going to use it in circumstances in which he thinks it might work. I, I often think plus minus, by the way, which is a stat we use a lot. I, I actually think particularly on bench players is a tribute to the head coach. So in other words, like how will Neto used to be plus minus master? It really just meant that Quinn Snyder never used him in a position where he could be overwhelmed. It was a tribute to kind of Quinn's usage of him more than anything else. So I do feel that way on some of these plus minus. Like now that you're only using Walker and John for five games for 35 minutes, either means you're forced to, or you see a specific lineup where it would work. The spacing of the Jazz offensively is so much better. And they've also moved Walker. Instead of having Walker in the dunker, which is the spot right on the baseline underneath the basket, they've moved Walker out to the three-point line, but he's slicing down the baseline. We saw a dunk last night and on the move, and Walker's better that way. And it also, they're doing some things with some motions where it's forcing that guy that Walker's guarding into help, at which point Walker cuts. Will's made a lot of adjustments. I have to be a little careful on how many I use. I know that other teams, scouts, listen to this show, and I know that other teams listen to this show, so i got to be a little careful on how much I share here. I'm sure the scouts in this league, frankly, are so good, they figured I have the utmost respect. I mean, they're super amazing. But there are a bunch of these little adjustments that Will's made. We're playing a different offensive style with more movement and more passing and not as much structure. We still are running some plays, but there's actually just kind of a set we get into, and they just play. And Will works really hard to make sure that they get the spacing right and they work through it, practice all the time. They have added this. They've moved Walker with his spacing and how they're how he's being used. It's pretty impressive. The other thing that's happening is just kind of this, they have these various five-man units now. Frankly, here's the crazy one. Is in this most recent stretch, if you go back to December 13th, which is the 16-game stretch where they're 12 and 4, there's actually not any group that's played more than eight games together. We've just had enough injuries. So the one group that's played eight games together, the team, the group that's played the most is our starting lineup, which is done Saxton, Fontecchio, Collins, and Markin. So the easy answer is, well, that's changed everything. Well, honestly, they're plus five overall. It's not that big a deal. The bench unit, which is five bench guys, which is Keontae, Ochai, Jordan, or probably Keontae, Jordan, Ochai, Kelly, and Walker, it's pretty good. That's plus 22 in 44 minutes. That's getting pretty demonstratively good. So that's a really big case for the, the case. That's a big, like if I was it pounding the gavel or something, that's the case of 240. The, the next, the lineup that's played eight games together is Clarkson, Markinen, Kessler, Fontecchio, and George. That's pretty much a bench unit. So it's Keontae, Jordan, Simone, Walker, and marketing. It's kind of our first substitution unit. It's right when the other team makes their first subs. That group's been on the floor eight games, 91 minutes, not shooting it great at all, and they're plus 14. 
Again, that's a case for 240. Last night was not 240. Last night, they just kicked the crap out of the Denver Nuggets. The lineup that... In this stretch, by the way, that actually was super successful. That Nobody's going to want to hear this, but in 33 minutes, Taylor Horton Tucker with Colin Sexton, Simone Fontecchio, Kelly Olenek, and Walker Kessler was plus 12 in 33 minutes as well. And the starting lineup, Chris Dunn, Colin Sexton, Simone Fontecchio, Lowry Markin with Walker Kessler is plus 18 in 32 minutes. I mean, you just start fiddling around. Will's really just finding. And the final one that's just crazy is Keontae George, Jordan Clarkson, Simone Fontecchio, Kelly Olenek, and Walker Kessler. Again, bench units with Simone is shooting 70%, so this is not sustainable. But in 17 minutes, is plus 24. Will is figuring it out. The, those are a pretty good case for the case of 240. We're, we're throwing out 240 minutes every night. Last night, we just beat the best team in the world handily all night long. Crazy. Pretty awesome. Super fun. Get your tickets for the upcoming games. We're home. What do we got? Toronto, Lakers, Indiana, Warriors. Woo! Down 40 at home. Oklahoma City. And we'll talk tomorrow a little bit about the playoff run because I'm in. And Houston looks vulnerable. Golden State feels vulnerable right now. Lakers don't look great. If you don't have 240 minutes, your superstars better be unbelievable. And when your superstars get to get tired this time of year, it's a problem. It's crazy. Jazz are 19 and 20. They've won 8 of 10. They've won 9 of 11, really. They've won 12 of 16. They're 15 and 9. Since November 23rd, 15 and 10 since November 22nd. Wow, wow, wow. How fun. Thanks for being a part of Locked on Jazz today. We now send you over to the first ever 24-7 national sports stream, Locked on Sports Today. Thanks so much for being a part of it. Should be a huge day on Locked on Sports Today. So tune in on YouTube or on your Fast TV.